0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another sort of the Dogs football podcast here after a couple months. We kind of said to you guys, you know, we don't really like going, you know, an extra two months before we come to you guys next. But, you know, of course, there's been tons of stuff that has happened. We'll dive into most of it, if not all. Of course, we got new players on the team and we're thinking a lot of these new ones will will play a factor, but it was even before the February signing period. We said that for you guys as well. And we only had one addition to that officially, and it was a, a freshman, a good freshman. We'll dive into him, of course. I mean, there's been so much that has happened, and we will bring it all to you guys. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. And Noah, something we'll kick off with though, here is we already have, you know, a coach that's gone. We didn't think that we would honestly have that. Came to our attention just yesterday that posted about a replacement. We'll dive into this first, but other than, you know, definitely something to lead off with. But there's been a lot that has happened. They've announced, obviously, the upcoming Missouri Valley Football Conference schedules for the next couple of years. We know the official one that's been out and is out. We know about a spring game. We know about junior days, a lot of stuff to iron out here. And, of course, we might end this with sneak peek peeking what a depth chart could look like, but there's a lot of other things to get to. Like, like I said, those new players and a lot has happened in the last two months. What's going on?
1: Yeah, it's it's starting to get through winter wor- winter workouts and stuff like that and then posting – they've been up early uh, – video the other day up early and working out and just guys getting getting in the flow of things, waiting waiting to get through and get the – obviously it will be later until June to get guys, freshmen on campus that aren't already here, but we have some on campus and getting the transfers in here, seeing them at basketball games and, yeah, obviously a couple – couple coaching changes, and uh, obviously one was a grad assistant, and he gets a, a coaching job somewhere, and another one just quietly um, they say we got a new safeties coach, so that means Gary McGraw's gone. Uh, don't know exactly if he just left the program, or he got another job offer. I do not know, but um, yeah, a lot of things going on, and yeah, it was a quiet, actual, legit signing day because we signed some guys like a week before and uh, I guess we got them on campus earlier doing that. Yeah. And it is weird.
0: And we'll have some, when we get to that point, we'll talk about a lot of housekeeping stuff before we even get to talking about uh, the new players and all that kind of stuff. Nick Hill talked with Barry Petito, a prairie pigskin. And there were some quotes in there that he said about, uh, about as to why, you know, this February maybe isn't like in years past. And we'll have some quotes from Nick, from that later on, but you said it there. And what we'll lead off with again is no Gary McGraw. And we knew, you know, his experience when he came in here this past year, uh, you know, he was a special teams coordinator. He was a safeties coach. And, you know, I'd say, I mean, of course he helped with building, as we'll get to, you know, you know, Dante Cleveland, who is looking for pro ops now, but he said in his, in his thank you to SIU talking about this past year's defense, calling it death row. And, we know all about it, but of course Gary McGraw has had a lot to do with that. Obviously, the even the final touches here, PJ Jewell's career, could be a lot of P, you know what Gary McGraw has taught him and what he's seen. And you're right, next thing you know, quietly he's out the door, he's not on the website anymore because they posted about uh new safeties coach, uh, Lee Pronshinsky. And obviously we'll never you know, we'll dive into him here in a second, but you know, the never count out Nick Hill and being able to replace anything and obviously have it with ease. Uh, but, again, it's just weird with Gary because you know, special teams was fine last year. It could have been better at some points, you know, mainly specialists. But the coverage units were still good and all that stuff. And as we know, he was always in the booth doing all that. And he was posting all the time. He seemed to be bought in. I looked at it that I don't think he's doing anything right now. I think he's maybe like – doing classes or teaching people. I don't think he's at a current other thing. He hasn't posted about it or can't find it on anywhere else, but we also know that Nathan frame, who was his assistant this past year was the on-field coordinator for special teams. He is officially now the special teams coordinator and he's still a defensive assistant mentioned his past being with Nick Hill in previous years. And obviously has played, you know, coach at different levels and different positions as well. Nathan frame gets to jump up. Congrats to him. We saw him, when we'd be at games and he, he left his mark uh, emotionally out there for the guys. So we think it was a really good, uh, you know, bringing him up to getting the full spot on that. But no, let's talk about Lee Pronshinsky, as I said, what his background is. And again, we're never going to question Nick Hill's ability to find coaches and have it be a seamless transition.
1: Yeah. This is a guy where he's been in the Missouri Valley football conference. Um, he served as a defensive assistant for North Dakota state for two years including that 2021 FCS championship season. Um, He was the defensive coordinator and safeties coach at Division II Western New Mexico in 2023. Um, He served as the defensive coordinator and interim head coach at Division II Minot State in 2022. Um, Coach Hill did say he's a bright young coach who has a passion and energy for the game. He has been part of a championship football and also a coordinator experience, which is remarkable for his age. So this is a guy that was on... And saw all aspects of the defensive game planning and assisted linebackers and defensive backs um, for North Dakota State. So he knows what it's like to get ready and get prepared for the valley. And a guy with the experience, like Coach Hill says, as a, as a coordinator at his age, and you get him as a safety coach, just makes that defensive coaching staff even better.
0: Yeah, I'd say he's barely thirty years old because you know I graduated in 2018. It said he was a player academic all-american in 2017 at winona state as a linebacker in safety so yeah barely 30 years old and he immediately jumped into coaching as soon as he was done playing and uh yeah has experience i mean he learned a lot i mean if you learn under a championship level program and being at you know of course a powerhouse like that i mean of course it's a good hire in that in that aspect so he's earned this it would seem like uh but again, you know he's he's done a lot of different things, and that he'll be coaching a safety room that we do like, and has a lot of young players as well. So, uh, obviously, do like this addition, and again, it happens out of nowhere. So he must not have been doing much, or Nick Hill obviously pride him from someone else, and uh, again, don't question his ability to find guys. And I been come in here, and Lee said himself, "quote I understand the level of competition in the Missouri Valley Football Conference." Our goal is to win a championship, and I'm looking forward to getting to work. End quote. So, welcome to Lee Pronshinsky joining this the secondary's coach, along with obviously we you know Terry Hawthorne and defensive room itself with Mac McLaren and of course Antonio James. Just uh, we'll see what Lee's got. And again, it's and shout out to Nathan Frame for getting the jump for special teams corner. So a lot of the you know small coaching carousel here. It's not like a month before the season like it was with. A vocal act but here we are into the off season. you know when these guys are working out you set off the rip these guys have been working so hard in community service outings as well I mean it seems like every other day we retweeted one just earlier about them doing some more things and it's great and what's great about it is there's all these new faces some that we haven't talked about and that we will but some that we did we, we did talk about back in December are also doing these kind of things so obviously making their impact in that way and it gets them more affiliated with these guys and then when the or the the people when they go to these games they know them and they say yeah that's a good kid he just did that." So all the great things that of course come with it but that's what the the team's been doing and they've also been recently working out as well um you know recently for the basketball game they had jeremy and ryan back signing autographs and they had a chance to talk to the football team of course recently as well and you know they're all you know talking about the important things and they're making or made a tweet about you know, made it through about, you know, maybe the, you know, perhaps the best thing that's happened to this program in like the recent years, of course, it's the guys who get to the league and get to come back and preach to these guys that you, it doesn't matter where you are, that you can definitely do it at this level when it comes with hard work. One of the best things that Ryan Neal talked about was, uh, or they both kind of added to was special teams and Ryan Neal said the Ravens had called him after a senior season and, or, or, you know, during a senior season about a play he made on special teams. And he said, what do you mean i was playing you know starting safety the whole the whole game and those are what those guys for sure look for we know there's been special team aces on these teams and how vital it is to be good at it and that it shows that you can do it do it at the next level people are eyeing that every single time they talked about tons of other things as we know they've both done great things jeremy's a free agent looking to get a new you know spot. ryan made the playoffs with the Buccaneers, and. He's both doing great things. I had their stats. Jeremy ended up with 30 total tackles, a sack and a pass defense in 12 games. Uh Ryan had 76 total tackles in 15 games, no turnovers. He went back to that one thing that gave him a chance. When I think he was mentioned, Jamal Adams got hurt for the Seahawks and Ryan Neal made a play. And that pretty much changed the whole scope of his career there. So talking to those guys, of course, makes the, makes the utmost of difference. It was awesome to see that. Um, uh, <laughs> so leaving, you know, an uh, inevitable mark mark on the program and these future or current and future players. It's great. Uh, no, as I mentioned earlier, we know what the spring game is and we can dive in a little bit of the schedules here. Obviously we won't talk about the ones that are in the years after this upcoming one, but those came out. We mentioned the other one we knew about the teams that were on it. it was just the days that they're going to be. If you want to run through that, you can also mention the fact that we have a spring game that we're looking forward to getting to this year. Haven't took off for that day just yet, but, There's that, and then, of course, as we mentioned, the junior days are coming out also in the next couple months. It's a busy month for the program.
1: Yeah, definitely a busy month. Um, That spring game will be on April 20th. Um, Junior days will be out as well. Also, we have a – in the month of – or March is the Northwestern Pro Day, so that's when we usually have to send players up there just to get NFL – uh, looks. Um, I know in the COVID year we had our own, but that's something else to watch out for. So there's a lot of obviously 2024 schedule and people looking looking to see. And obviously it's a very tough non-conference schedule this season. Um, obviously you start with at BYU, then you go at Austin P. So back-to-back road games before you get Incarnate Word and SEMO at home. Before you start Valley play, um, that the first game is August 31st, a Saturday, at Provo, Utah. So, 188 days, 8 hours, 21 minutes, according to the website. Yeah, we know how big that game
0: is. You know, newly big 12 BYU. And, uh, yeah, it's some tough games. Even Austin P, who, you know, their head coach left for, you know, so they had to hire a new guy and do all this new stuff. Obviously, you know, of course, expect them to still be good, and it's a road game. And Karna Ward's been good over the years. Always expect that, you know, tough, even though getting them at home. And family weekend, we know, is always a big weekend. That's the SEMO game, the fight to keep the wheel in Carbondale. Yeah, the, you know, at at South Dakota, hosting Illinois State, who has killed the portal as well in their own right. Didn't play them last year. Homecoming against uh, North Dakota State, you know, hoping to still pounce on them. They've had, obviously, a lot of changes themselves getting Indiana state at Springfield and Missouri state hosting Youngstown arrival. And then, uh, at South Dakota state, of course, hard and then you end the season hosting Murray state. So definitely tough. And you mentioned non-conference is for sure. Tough as well. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of those teams, you know, have a lot of different things, either new players, players have graduated or obviously a new coach and everything else to build up into that. So it should be interesting. And you mentioned April 20th for sure will be a lot of them. And, um, you mentioned also for the Northwestern Pro Day, yeah, PJ will be a part of that, uh, of course. And then the on, you know, obviously they have all these spring practices. Mac McLaren put out that spring practices are obviously this month. They had those open ones. We know when it gets closer to the season and obviously into summer, we'll like to go to one of those perhaps again. And they really don't allow fans to go to the spring stuff besides the game and the junior days are March twenty third, a Saturday, and then April twentieth. Obviously, the spring game is the other. Uh, junior day. So, those games to keep an eye out for. We know those uh, more impressive classes, especially the junior guys that show up, and they always do a big deal for that. So, um, obviously, it will be fun. So, and, and again, they posted the years coming up, the years ahead for the conference, but we'll obviously, we'll save those for down the road. Um, uh, you know, just going back to just how it all finished, we know South Dakota State won back to back championships. Uh, pretty much handling Montana and the process in that title game, going back to back, not sure what the futures hold for Mark Gronowski and others. Isaiah Davis is headed to the pros, though. Um, We finished 12th in the AP poll and finishing all of that. And then you mentioned P.J. Hula Bowl. He had uh, three tackles, and there was a tweet about 26 teams that he'd be meeting with around that time. And, of course, we know he didn't end up going to the Senior Bowl, didn't. End up going to the senior bowl, and of course, no combine invites. Uh, but as you said, there, Northwestern Pro Day, a lot of people have mentioned him, and he'll test well. As we know, he was on that freaks list, and um, so looking forward to a lot of clearly things with PJ. Good luck to him. We'll keep up with his whole process, of course. Uh, and then we mentioned the other ones we mentioned Dante Cleveland, he declared for the draft. I mentioned the death row he called last year's defense, he played well in the college gridiron showcase. We'll keep up with Dante. And then, of course, him, Deontay Cox, and Justin Strong all declared for the draft in the last little bit, in the last uh, month or so. So we'll obviously follow those guys' careers as well. We'll keep up with the pro days and how all these guys test. We know uh, Devin Cowan got tweeted about as well for a lot of different things. So we'll we'll try to follow all those guys' in the process. Um, quickly here now for former dogs. We've talked about guys that have entered the portal. Uh, no others have entered since we last talked. The other one that didn't even happen, didn't even get announced, though, was Avion Gross. We know came here last year, has a lot of eligibility, barely played. He's apparently now at Michigan State, which who knows, you know, how he's there, anything. His brother is apparently there. But just caught our eye, you know, searching Southern Illinois one day and seeing people talking about Avion Gross. So he's at Big Ten Michigan State out of nowhere, which is crazy. Uh, Dre Newman committed to West Alabama. In the last two months, we know he entered the portal. Trey Baker's going to D2, which is the best thing for him, headed to Pittsburgh State. And then a couple more things here. As we know, Dennis Mitchell, part of this awesome class. He won he won Senior Bowl in M- defensive MVP and they posted highlights. He dominated, it looked like in a lot of the the run that he had in that game. So good to see him doing things like that. And then uh, Nick Hale won a Christian coach of the year. Uh, he got honored at the Illinois State Blackout the Cancer game a couple weeks back. So of course he wanted he won a accolade here in the last little bit, so kudos to him. So those are the the housekeeping things here. Before we you know we move on, mentioned the NFL Salukis, Michael Pruitt also nine for one twelve one touchdown this past season, played in every single game, and then Craig James finished with the Lions had one tackle and one pass defense this year as well. So the NFL Dogs finishing up their seasons and then. We'll get around the valley here quickly. No, I'll get your thoughts on this here in a second. But Trevor Olson, as we know, former offensive line coach, has been bouncing around. He's now the – he was at a way lower level. What was it, Winona or something like that? And now that he's the new offensive lines coach in North Dakota. So shout out to Trevor for getting back at this level and earning that off. We know he did a fine job when he was here. We love Dan Clark. So now Trevor is back in the valley uh, coaching a rival. Now let's talk about this for a second before we move on, like I said. Murray State is their coach retire we stole their players as we know but they made honestly I think one of the more impressive coaching hires I've seen of course in second year in the league here a guy that's been around the block to the ultimate and his resume seems like he's probably one of the best recruiters in the history of college football no that's what it seemed like we talked about this a little bit if you want to talk about this because it's really impressive that Murray State can land a guy this impressive
1: yeah I mean this is a this is a program where joining the Missouri Valley, we talked about it's going to take a couple of years to benefit their program. And obviously, losing their coach um, definitely sucks um, retiring like that. But, and they have a very good, very good signing class with this new coach. Um, but this is a coach where he's been anywhere, he's been a lot of places in the country at the highest levels. And Jody Wright is his name. And, this is a guy where he spent time with Nick Saban at Alabama. Um, he spent time at South Carolina, Mississippi State, Jacksonville State. Um, he's been defensive assistant, linebackers coach. He's been offensive assistant in the NFL with the Giants and Browns. He's been anywhere and everywhere. And this is a guy where there's a lot of a lot of guys. I'll just tell you what Nick Saban says about him. He says Jody was a tremendous asset to our organization during the time in Tuscaloosa. We we're excited to see him get his get him his well-deserved opportunity. Murray State is getting an excellent football coach who knows the college game. It comes from an outstanding football family. He was a great personality with a lot of enthusiasm and energy, which we which will be reflected on the football field and in recruiting. I know he will extremely hard to develop his players and successful both on and off the field. We wish Jody and his entire family the best at Murray State. So that's just coming from. Um, the, the recently retired uh, best co- best football coach of all time saying that about him um, I mean they got quotes from Shane Beamer the South Carolina head coach where he spent last year at tight end coach Billy Napier the head coach of Florida Quon- Saquon Barkley the running back for the Giants have talked about him so this is where he just he's recruited at the highest levels and it really showed um, with their recruiting class I know we We took some players and lost the tight end that went to Illinois. But other than that, they had a very good spring recruiting class, and that's a really good hire, I think.
0: It seems like an incredible hire, and it's one thing to obviously be a great recruiter. It's one thing to be a coach, and this, you know, one of his lone opportunities to be a head coach. And honestly, I guess it wouldn't have mattered where it was at because we know Murray's, you know, their stance and not only competing in the best FCS conference, but, you know, just – doing it itself and the fact that they steal three stars from Alabama themselves of running backs. And, you know, of course this day and age in the portal, as it's continuously been talked about, it's massive. And if you can get great recruiters, it matters. And you got to obviously translate it to the field and give these guys opportunity to keep them happy. But doing it at a Murray state is, is incredible. You know, it, not only these guys are talking about him, he's been so much around the block and, we stumbled upon this and had to look him up a little bit, and you were telling me about him, and I just couldn't believe it that this is the kind of guy that Murray State can only, you know, have, you know, fork up the you know, whatever the money would require to to hire a guy like this. But it shows when you do go from the outside, potentially, you can get impressive people. You know, again, it, it needs to translate, you know, on the field in a way and how his coaching style is. But the fact that he can get players always going to be in favor of people who can get players. Of course, you need to make the most of it. Very impressive that Jody Wright had. I mean, as you said, all the names there, Kirby Smart even, all the you know, pretty much legendary you know, people of college football saying this about him is crazy. And, again, it's notable because he is coming to the league and he'll be able to get these players. And probably they'll be mentioned just there. We host them our last game of the regular season. So we'll see what they can do throughout their season. Not sure what it is, but we know it's going to be tough. And this is, of course, notable – uh, now that they're here and knowing that he is in this kind of league, he can continue to get all those all those really good players. So it's going to be really interesting to see what Jody Wright can do as the 20th head coach in Murray history. Um, going to be interesting to see how he comes to this league and how he does. We mentioned I mentioned earlier Illinois State's portal class. Don't know any of them on the top of my head. Just know that they did really well. A lot of other people did well as well around the league. Uh, some more touch-up things here before we get to the – obviously the new additions and a look ahead and everything else that has happened. Uh, we know that apparently we're getting new maroon jerseys, Saluki equipment posted about it back in January about it, had like a sneak peek of it. We know the last names are finally coming to the maroon jerseys cause we didn't have them and we do have them on white. So keep an eye out for that. We're changing jerseys in both sports left and right. Uh, and as we know they're you know, they've been doing stuff with new helmets, new decals, a lot of that other stuff that we'll see new this year. Um, but then you mentioned there talking about Nick Saban obviously retiring, being the college football goat, and knowing again, because we posted about it around the end of the season, around the uh, national championship, and Palin DeBoer, who, as we all know, you know early 2010s, was here as a receivers coach, and, the, and what he's built his career to be at every level, but all obviously being the recent coaches, Fresno and then Washington, and two years leading into a national championship, and then being the one to follow in Nick Saban's footsteps is honestly incredible. And, you know, just knowing that again, starting at SIU and now you end up being the head coach at Alabama. It's a crazy journey. Kalen devore has been on and, uh, you know, he's had a whole process, of course, keeping guys in the portal. He's lost a lot of people. He's had to, you know, obviously like every coach does, but especially going to a place like that, even convincing people to stay at a place like that. It's been, it's been a whirlwind for Kalen, I'm sure. But again, knowing his career, his, um, High level career starting at SIU. It's always fun to mention. Uh, and then recently, Jerry Kill, we know he was at New Mexico State, uh, made a run there at the end of the season, did really well, but he's already done there now, of course. And now he's took an off-field consulting role at Vanderbilt. We know, you know, Jerry Kill's never satisfied. He's always gonna end up doing something. And of course, this is what he lands to do. So we know he can still coach, but it's it's you know, it's Ever changing every season. If he knows if he wants to continue or not, because it does take a lot out of him, of course. So now he's at Vanderbilt. One of the touch on that, of course. Uh, you know, with all that being said, let's let's keep this uh, offseason update going with the more you know the things that people, of course, want to hear about most, and that is we mentioned the signing period that we didn't have. You can talk about the new freshman that we had, the only one they posted about from this signing period, but of course the guys they landed a month ago and you know they all came out of nowhere but of course it's some that we knew i'd say you know of course we probably followed most of these guys on twitter not all of them there's only about one name that we were familiar with in the portal we ended up landing with the ties that we have to them but a lot of interesting guys a couple big 10 guys and i think a couple that are going to be like true impact players for us next year
1: yeah if you recall back in december on signing day i think we uh signed about 22 guys and on A month later, on January 22nd, they announced five more transfers and two coming from the Big Ten, um, starting with cornerback Jeremiah Baxter, um, 6'2 senior, coming from Frostburg State, a D2 program where he played 27 games, um, had a career total of 50 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss, five picks, 11 PBUs, one forced fumble, fumble recovery, and two block kicks, Helped his team to a 20 and 28 and eight record during his career um at the division two label so that's a guy that's trying to make that next step um I really like that getting that veteran guy to come come in here and be a death piece and battle battle for it I mean two block kicks I mean that's a guy if he can come off that edge we can use that definitely um in the special teams uh one of the big 10 transfers is a guy we followed out of high school. We we offered him a spot. He went and walked on at Ohio State, a former three-star prospect, had multiple D1 offers, and decided to stay home. He's from Missaline, Ohio. Will Trail Hartson um, in high school. Um, he, he ran for 2,000 yards as a senior, 34 total touchdowns. He set the Washington, uh, his high school single-game record for 324 rushing yards in a 2020 state playoff game. So – um, this is a guy five nine, two oh five coming obviously as a walk on Ohio State, but just being in that room where they have a talented group and learning, and now he can come here and battle for a spot in our running back room is a really good get. Um a Howard transfer, six two receiver. Um, this will be his final year here. Nashawn Hezekiah, um at, at Howard, he played in 28 career games. He had a total of 46 catches for 552 yards and four touchdowns. Um, helped his team earn a share of the MEAC regular season title in 2022. Another receiver coming from the Big Ten, uh, East St. Louis guy, 6'2 receiver, Keontes Lewis, um, played in all 13 13 games for the Badgers in 2022, ranked third on the team in catches with 20 Catches 313 receiving yards and three touchdowns. This is a guy that has a high upside, played one season at UCLA. Um, So this is a guy that's going to be veteran guy that can come in here. Think he has two years left. Um, We'll see exactly. But coming back home um, to the 618, being from East St. Louis is big time. Then finally, before I get to the – uh, the, the freshman we signed on actual signing day, last guy, another corner from UL Monroe. So coming from the group of five, uh, originally from Miami, Florida, Andrew Volmer six one senior played in all 12 games at UL Monroe last season, had nine tackles, uh, spent two years at FIU before that. So, um, obviously should get to play right away. Both those guys, um, with the whole situation of, um, winter and fall athletes get to play with the way the tarantula portal is right now. Then finally on senior day, you add one guy and it was kind of a late signee on that day. We thought, oh, we went whole day, didn't sign somebody, but in the afternoon, freshman Gavin Shepard from Miami gardens, Florida, Shamnon Madonna college prep down there, helped led his team to a 13 and O record and a state championship recorded four interceptions, nine pass breakups and 61 tackles his senior year played in a Miami all-star game where they have uh Miami Dade versus Miami Broward. And he's a four-year participant in the robotics and engineering championship team. So I mean, he's in the robotics SIU has a great program in that. So he's come to a good place, a five 11 corner, um, Hopefully, I mean, we've seen it so many so many times getting guys from Florida that there's just so many guys in that state that just get overlooked. And here's another one that hopefully can come here and uh, be a good one.
0: Yeah, he joins Denna Mitchell, the only corners of the freshman class. We you know, we had Jameer Khan this year, who we love. And <laughs> Terry's been doing a phenomenal job. And, you know, it's – it's in knowing, and we've talked about it, you know, what this corner class is going to be. Jameer is going to be a huge part of that. And you had these two freshmen that won the state champion. Joyce Nate Tronzo is the only of this class to win state titles. A lot of other talented kids. And uh, you're right. We live in Florida. We continue to. And he had the stats to back it up this past season. So, yeah, a, a crazy late addition. It's honestly uh, awesome. And, you know, of course, again, he comes into this to this awesome room you mentioned the the transfers, though, and even though, you know, and keep adding, you know, you mentioned uh, Andrew Vollmer and Jeremiah Baxter both coming from obviously different levels. Jeremiah had, you know, a, a nice career. Uh, he's going to come in here and obviously, you know, wow. have a – a, uh, a spot behind the guys we've talked about. We mentioned Jameer, of course, Marks Davis and David Miller. So you add other guys that are going to be able to be key cogs. I mean, Drake Johnson is still here as well. So those, I like what those guys can bring as death pieces and special teamers, perhaps Andrew Vollmer, you know, you can kind of trust more of the the fact that he did it at a higher level perhaps. And, uh, you know, again, these are, those are just death pieces, but they're awesome death pieces to have. And then, yeah, will trail, um, uh, you know, he's another guy that we kind of, I'm sure, was on the radar of Youngstown. We, You know, we stole uh, Eddie Robinson from Youngstown as well, two Ohio guys, and the fact that we in up landing Will Trail because he has the ties to people within our, as you said, recruitment of high school, and he has ties within to some others on the staff, and getting him is awesome because he's got talent to, like, just be in the same rooms, Trevion Henderson, and, you know, of course, be in those kind of uh again, you just learn more. And he's obviously talented. He's 5'9, 205, and he's got a tons of eligibility. He's the guy that's definitely gonna come in here and play, be a different change of pace kind of back. We know the others we have the aforementioned Eddie. We still got LaShawn Lester, have a lot of different guys. Will trail is gonna fit right in with that. I love that addition. Uh and then the receivers. Um, and ezekiah Hezekiah, who is he's probably the big he's he's probably gonna be the biggest in the room outside of like Jay Jones and people like that. I mean, 6'2". Him and Keontes, I guess, are the same size, but he's heavier than Keontes. But, yeah, he did good work at Howard. Again, you add to this, this room itself that have Bradley Clark, Vincent Davis, and, you know, the young Alan Middleton, and you add just all these other different guys, Tay Marrero, that are up here with him. And he's good. Uh, and from the me back, and then you mentioned Keontez Lewis, who has the – as the talent, you know, there's no question he can come in here and probably be the top guy. He's got, you know, proper size and he's been there, done that at higher levels. There's no reason why he can't come here perhaps and be very good as well. And, you know, Nick Hill raved about him and his, um, of course, and his, uh, uh, you know, just talking about these guys and saying the talent, he's going to be obviously on the field, uh, for them and playing at a, at a pretty high level. So we're looking forward to having him in here. And then, uh, you mentioned, uh, and I mentioned the others as well. So, again, not not the biggest of classes. And quickly, uh, Nick Hill, like I said, talked to Barry Petito and was, he said, today felt like a normal day. When I first got the job, February signing day was the day. It's all transition to being earlier and earlier, end quote. And him and Barry, and Barry just had a class talking about, about all this. And, um, you know, talking about, you know, they mentioned Keontes and said he had been in camp at SIU when he was an underclassman. Having Terry Hawthorne on staff here, who is from East St. Louis, helped. We're obviously excited to get Keontes and give him the opportunity that he's looking for. He's a really good player. So, obviously, an awesome, awesome addition. So, again, you know, adding these guys to the thing and, know, as we know, we're still in on defensive linemen or should be. You know, a lot of guys haven't decided yet. That's a position they still need to address. We know the spring's coming up here and a lot of things can happen. A lot of guys will even leave the program, as we know. But that'll be the next episodes we'll have to everybody, right? We'll have we'll have a depth chart, probably look in, you know, heading into spring. We'll try to have a couple episodes before we come to everybody like previewing that spring game. But your overall final thoughts and of course the additions added to this team, how you're feeling perhaps with the team going in the spring, and you're getting this chemistry with all these community service events we've been saying. But your overall uh, excitement, I guess, early here in the, before spring gets here, before we start having other episodes and fully ramping up to football season again.
1: Yeah, definitely excited. I mean, seeing different guys and they bring in to, uh, replace guys we've lost, obviously with a lot of seniors leaving and just looking how things are shaping up. Obviously it's not even close to being done yet, but, um, still we're, you can look, obviously, there's going to be a small small window after spring football where guys will maybe leave or guys end up coming in late after. I mean, I think we talked about it. I think Devin Cowan was almost – it was almost June before we signed him last year. So definitely they look to add pieces that enter the portal late after spring football and stuff that guys feel like they need to move on. So it's definitely going to look ahead to that. And, yeah, it's starting to – depth chart just in our minds is starting to shape up of where we think guys are going to end up um i like that place i like our depth a lot of places especially the offensive line this year so it's going to be exciting um yeah definitely to uh get ready and take off for that spring game cuz uh obviously the the biggest biggest position there's a battle this year i think um definitely want to see what happens there yeah, a lot, of, a lot of different styles in a lot of different places.
0: And as you said, the position right there, that's a lot of monitor. And we'll be a revolving door of players still. It could even be coaches. We know that process happens so quick, and it can happen at any point. So a lot of stuff to still iron out for sure. We wanted to come to you guys to just update everybody on everything, even the Reed champions of the world. Guys, we loved in this in this class – was flirting with us a little bit, posted that late offer. He's headed to Houston Christian, so he's not going to a big school. So a lot of things like that to dive into. We mentioned the defensive lineman we have not gotten yet, so maybe that's still to iron out. Uh, on the website, they have jersey number changes. Vincent Davis is now number zero, Mark Davis number five, Desmond Hearns number two, and a lot of others, especially these new guys as well. So, yeah, we'll be keep having these team updates and early spring depth chart breakdown, stuff like that leading up to that game that's – of course, yeah, a lot of you know, change with this needed to happen as we know every two months, but now it won't be every two months. We'll try to come to you guys in the coming weeks. We hope just with other stuff that happens, or again, uh, leading up to this game, a lot of stuff to iron out in the spring. A lot of that depth chart stuff, stuff we always enjoy doing, so you can. Can you know have our thoughts on that? I know we a lot of people appreciate these kinds of episodes, so the team's doing well. Like I said, they're practicing community events, they're doing all the right things leading up to a season like this. And we have six new additions to the team and ever changing of more leaving and coming. So we'll see what happens here. And then in the next little bit, we'll keep an eye out for a lot of different things as everybody else does. And we're excited to keep coming to you guys here in the spring. As basketball season nears its end we've been busy with that excited for football though in the spring a lot of stuff to look forward to so for Nick Malone no alerts see you guys soon as always go dogs